Hey guys, my name is Akshita. I'm a data analyst and a travel enthusiast. I'm Anand. I'm a finance bro and a tech geek. And you're listening to the Why Coordinate, the weekly podcast where we discuss the why behind human society and behavior. Lessons from pop culture and our own experiences to lead a more intentional, efficient, and happy life. Hi, Akshita. How are you? Hey, Anag. I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. I feel like we need to come up with an opening for our podcast because yeah, it's always hey, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> yeah, we should be. Sure. How's your week been? How's it been? Good. Now I've started finally enjoying the perks of being. So I'm in the city of Indore, which is like uh like the capital city, I think, of uh the state of Madhya Pradesh. But obviously, it's not like a metropolitan city like New Delhi or Bombay and India. And um, I obviously like I don't like the city at all because. There's not enough cool places and cool things to do. But now that I've started, our listeners from Indore will just be like, "Hey, now I don't like this guy." Never mind. So I'm redeeming myself. So now that I started venturing out, I've found that there are actually quite a lot of nice things to do, and I've made a bucket list last night of 16 places that I want to visit, which are quite exciting. So I'll keep keep you updated. Nice. On my yes, please keep us all updated. We'd like to see the progress. <laughs> all right. So. Um, Would you want to introduce our guest? Yes. So today we have uh, Deeksha, who's our friend from New Delhi, and I'm going to let her take the introduction forward. Hi. Um, my name is Deeksha Janeja, and um, I am a software engineer, and I'm currently working as a project manager at a tech consulting firm in Delhi. Um, in my free time, I really like to watch movies, play with makeup. um and uh you know read i also really enjoy um painting sometimes and i love to write as well wow that's that's actually quite an impressive way multi talented portfolio i have so much to learn from you i think the makeup part is very exciting for me because i'm someone who does not know the basics of makeup and anag knows this about me and i'm going to come to you for this anag yeah. is very not about makeup i love makeup and skincare <laughs> yeah. i remember the first thing me and deeksha wanted over were discussing skincare routines <laughs> yeah <laughs> you told me i was like wow interesting very interesting uh, yeah anyway so uh let's let's introduce today's topic uh on that like so the topic for today is uh, a very interesting slash controversial one uh and the topic is why do strangers support you more than people close to you and um, to kick the discussion off do you guys have you guys ever experienced a scenario where it was an idea or an endeavor where uh people close to you were not as supportive as maybe acquaintances or even complete random um yeah the shop is going uh i think uh yeah uh it has happened uh a few different times and probably not very big ideas it's just i feel mostly with me in small things in life uh, that it happens and uh, that strangers are like okay yeah that's a great idea and that yes you should definitely do that and people close to me are not as comfortable or don't think that it's a great idea um and uh, 
I think there are probably various reasons uh, for that, but an example of that would be probably that uh, I wanted to go to a military camp and like do uh, a lot of sportsy stuff, right? Like rappling and parasailing. And I am absolutely horrible at anything that is related to physical activity. Like I don't even, I've never been, to the gym, I don't uh, walk around much or anything. So when I told my parents, they were like, that's a horrible idea. And you're going to uh, either break all your bones or go get like, you're going to get seriously injured. And everyone else, like my friend group and people who don't know me that well, were like, yeah, that's a great idea. We should all go. So yeah, it's definitely happened that people close to me have been less supportive uh, than people who don't know me that well. Uh, how about you, Akshita? Do you have any? Yeah. Um, so in my case, I don't think there's been someone who's been uh, unsupportive or negatively inclined towards anything. But it's just that there's no proactive support either. Um, there's, I think there's a difference between being negatively uh, or unsupportive or something and not actually caring or not actually giving any thought into it. So for example, um, uh, I'll just tell you about a friend. A friend of mine started a venture of uh, earrings. So she basically, she used to make handmade earrings. And it's during the lockdown. And I mean, all of us buy earrings, right? We spend we spend so much buying earrings from Mintra or Amazon or wherever. And <clears throat> this girl, she she she's a classmate. She was my classmate from engineering. And we all know her very well. We've been with her for the last four years. And as a friend, the least we could do was either to um, spread the knowledge of her new venture or support her by buying. And uh, this is also a very self-aware thing because nobody did that, neither did I. And this, it's, it's, I think when she told me about it, saying that oh, nobody did that and even you didn't, that's when I got thinking that, okay, fine, why didn't you? And I think that shows that when you're, when it's a friend, you tend to agree with them. You tend to give them support saying, hey, that's great. But the actual support that they require in terms of what they want to, to be. So in this example, it was spreading the news of it or maybe just the basic thing of liking or um, sharing the page to your friends. That was something that we didn't, we weren't able to do. So uh, this is not something that happened to me. I think it's something that I, so uh, it's, it's a different take, but yeah, now that the topic came up, I remember. <coughs> Yeah, uh, I think actually I'm also in kind of like the same boat. Uh, I can't think of an example where I came up with an idea and an endeavor where people around me weren't supportive. In fact, sometimes I feel at least my immediate family and friends are very supportive, more supportive than they should be even of my stupid ideas, like um, shaving off my entire head at the start of this year, which I'm still suffering from. <laughs> but uh, uh, and I feel like I have been on the other side where, like, for example, uh, my sister wanted to, uh, after completing five years of studying law, she wanted to get switch careers into something in art and design. Um, I wasn't very supportive of it because I thought, you know, you wasting five years of your life doing something. But then I learned the concept of sunk cost. So then, I was, uh, but in general, yes, I feel that. Uh, and I personally have also not been very uh, open and transparent about ideas because I at some level fear that they might be shut down and it is important uh, to get the support of people around me if, 
um, they think that it is not a good idea, irrespective of what their um, competence or what their expertise in that field is. If they say like, I always tell my mom, if you if you say that I shouldn't be doing something, irrespective of how much you know about that topic, it's going to be, it's going to have a significant impact on what I think about it going forward. Even though I actively will think that, uh, no, mom doesn't know much about this specific area, but because she said it. So, I mean, people close to you have a lot of influence. Yeah, I think, uh, as you said, uh, you, when you, the it's not about validation. You don't seek validation, people, but you do need sometimes uh, to start feeling like, okay, fine, this is an idea. And at least I need someone to tell me that this works or not. And if, if you do not get that from the people around you who know you pretty well, you tend to start rethinking or second guessing your ideas itself. So I think that's, a, that's something that even I... Is this something that you feel as well, Diksha, where uh, some sort of approval or validation or uh, acceptance from people around you for your endeavors is important to you irrespective of their expertise in that field or topic uh it used to be very important to me um i think i used to really depend on my father for a lot of things and now i like you like i take a step back and i think about how much does he know about this topic uh, versus the other people that I'm talking to? And then I think that evaluation comes into the picture. And also, uh, I think when people close to us give us, say, a positive or a negative view, it's, they know us well, but we also know them well. So we also know where they are coming from, even when they are don't, don't explicitly state that. Uh, we know their background, we know their limitations. We can, in a way, even see if they are projecting sometimes their own failures or their own limitations onto us. Uh, but for strangers, we are, we generally don't know that. So asking a more philosophical question, uh, when it comes to, I mean, I'm going to slightly even further reframe the question that we're talking about. But like when it comes to taking advice, uh, how do you reconcile between someone who knows you well, like getting advice from someone who knows you well, versus someone who might know the subject matter better? Um, I think the way I see it is that uh, the person who knows the subject matter well and doesn't know me well probably holds about 60% importance right because say i want to launch a startup in augmented reality if somebody knows that well knows that this product doesn't exist in the industry but the technology behind this product also doesn't exist uh, so they can talk about the feasibility of it but the people who do know me well uh somewhere know uh whether i have the grit determination and motivation to actually see through uh, that idea, right? And if I do have that, then, uh, or if I don't have that, then maybe that 60% is worthless, right? If I don't have it, then whether or not uh, that idea is feasible or not, uh, it just completely goes out of the picture. Uh, so I think, but it still holds less value for me uh, than person who uh, knows the subject well, because that in a way brings more validation. Fair point. Uh, Akshita, what, yeah, what, do you, what do you think about? Um, yeah, I think uh, what Deeksha said is pretty much uh, very similar to what I think. I think it's more about uh, 
there's two aspects to anything right so advice as you said one is a on a personal side how well does a person know your personality as what disha said determination great can you hold it forward do you have the emotional uh, support and stability to go through a new idea or whatever it might be as a uh, example uh, startup as disha said uh, versus a professional or a more subject matter or a more technical advice but for me it i think it's a uh, switched up i would uh, take the personal advice more uh, i mean i would give that more weightage because whatever the subject matter may be may, maybe i have a completely wrong idea about uh, uh, as uh, deesha said ar augmented reality and i have an idea but i it's very wrong the uh, the entire implementation is wrong the idea behind it itself is wrong but um, i have family and friends who are telling me that listen you've done things before you started from scratch and you've gotten there and we know that you can do it so even though that i don't know it even though there's a person advising me saying that this is wrong i know that someone is telling me that you have done this before if you just put your head in the game if you find out more about it you might get there so for me it's the same thing but it's just a little switched up i give more i would give more preference to someone who's knows me on a personal side and knows my personality versus uh, technical advice mm, i think it makes sense and as both of you were speaking i was also trying to think about what like which one is it for me and i realize it's a combination of both because people you're trying to get advice from have partial information and the best person to answer it would be someone who has complete information so one solution is you take the information from one person and give it to the other person now talking to someone who's a subject matter expert and telling them about who you are as a person is more difficult than talking to someone who knows you about who you are as a person and telling them a little bit about what the subject matter is so uh, like last night or the night before that i was having a discussion with my parents about what i want to do in the next uh, couple of years and um, i was talking about very very like technical career paths um which they would not have too much sense of what it is like working for them but i having spoken to people in these different career paths over the past 3 4 years was able to explain it to them and then once they un- understood that they were able to give advice which i feel is probably the best way to go about it. uh but anyways sorry for derailing the discussion a little bit going back to our original topic uh so w- why do you think what what are the possible reasons why like someone close to you whether it is uh disha your dad in the case of the military example or akshita you in the case of your friends hearing business or me in the case of my sister's decision to switch from law to design uh were we not supportive um um i think so i really don't know what this is i think just the entire so um sometimes when the people close to you you tend to take it for granted or uh, you're just like yes yeah, they've done something versus when a stranger sees a random other stranger or an acquaintance or someone that you're not so close to see is something that you've started they might be more interested because it's something new for them uh versus a close friend who has heard about the idea before or knows that this has been been this has been uh in someone's mind and they've seen the thought process play out they might not give it as much importance so when when there's a launch of any startup or there's a launch of any small business like uh, my friends or anything we knew about that she was planning to do it and we knew that uh, it's going to happen so we didn't really 
matter we, we didn't really care much about the day it's actually starting or when she's actually started to roll out sales but then versus when someone else saw it they were like hey wow you started something new how how what is it what's it about and you ask questions so according to me i think one example is that you just start taking it for i don't know if the word taking it for granted is the correct one in this situation but um that might be one example uh one other thing which is not in my case but i have seen it uh, very very closely is this especially happens when you're in a in a very similar path and when you're the same age group it's a slight hint of jealousy that you started something and um you wanted to start something but you couldn't but you see someone else did it and then you it's 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 i think it's human nature you do feel sometimes that okay fine um why should i support it? it it was my idea and i also thought of it i could have also done it and i've seen this happen so many times i'm sure even i've felt it so many times in the past before and i have seen this happen within my friend circle as well so i think these two is what some these two reasons are what come to my mind what about you deeksha i think there are two um, aspects of it like one is like why strangers find it easy to support us is because it's the path of least resistance right if you meet someone and they tell you their idea instead of giving a very lengthy explanation on why it wouldn't work uh you can just say yeah that's great all the best right and then that in a way like if you feel that you might cross paths again then it kind of also brings potential future support from them uh, on your ideas uh so like you are building relationship and you're not causing any discord with the other person and you're giving your support when you can like in a way see that that person is looking for some support and i think uh for the other side for the people we know i would categorize those people into two groups as well one as you mentioned like people who are a little jealous of us who have had their own limitations um people who see that oh you are getting ahead in life and they are still back where they were uh, or are not able to get ahead the way they would have wished so they just want to discourage you and they don't want to spend time encouraging you or see you get ahead and i i mean i faced that uh like when i was trying to lose a lot of weight i had a lot of uh Uh, backlash that oh you've lost enough why are you trying to do more why are you trying to do more nobody considered that okay maybe i have some medical issues which i do for which i do need to lose that weight right uh, that it's not just like the physical appearance of it that matters so i think there is that element probably of jealousy or of seeing the other person have more um and the second side is that some people just care very immensely about us and they see that our limitations they don't want us to basically injure ourselves or hurt ourselves um and maybe they somewhere also feel that if we do in hurt ourselves then it will be them who will be picking up the pieces so the they see almost like the opportunity cost of it that oh uh, if diksha stay starts a startup and my dad invests a uh, quarter million dollars in it then he has just lost that quarter million dollars or and like subsequently he's picking up uh, picking me up emotionally as well uh, because i'm now heartbroken so i think they see the opportunity cost of it as well and know us well enough so yeah yeah and i i think and a point you mentioned earlier diksha was about projecting your own self on the other person 
So like when I think about me not being very supportive of my sister's decision to switch career paths, uh, I mean, it wasn't obviously out of envy or jealousy because I would want her to be very successful and very happy in whatever she does. But I was projecting myself on because uh, from my perspective, a career would be fairly straightforward, fairly stable, less risk. Whereas a career in design a, is not straightforward at all. Honestly, I would not even know how to go about starting it. And it just seems more risky. And so maybe I was coming from that place. And also thirdly, I don't enjoy it at all. So for me, it just seems like something to do. Whereas, you know, if maybe I tried putting myself in her shoes where it's something that she's very, very passionate about, uh, it would have made more sense. So maybe projecting is also one of the reasons. Uh, so uh, do you guys have any other reasons to add to why this might be the case? Or should we move on to talking about um basically how to tackle this if for example there is something that you want to there's a new idea that's come in your head and you want to start working on it but uh you are getting you're not getting the support that you want you're getting negative support from people around you <clears throat> how do you tackle that situation i think the first first uh, part of it we've already discussed in terms of who to go for uh, or who to whose opinion to value but then uh, what what else can we do to tackle that sort of situation um, I think in my opinion, uh, having a mix of friends and family uh, who you know a, are always supportive and one who always question you is great. Like variety is a spice of life, right? You want people who are always super enthusiastic and pumped up and will push you forward. And this is not from strangers, like people who are close to you. So for example, I have this one uncle who I told my startup idea, and he was so excited about it. Like every person he would meet, he'd be like, Oh, Deeksha, tell him about your startup idea. And uh, like, he would constantly follow up about it. And it was amazing having that support. But on the flip side, I also had people who were looking constantly at the industry with me and on how things were going in the industry on with on what was the feasibility if the technology was becoming available. So I think having that balance um, is very important that it's not like you're you've climbed at the top of the hill or like you're just like your head is on cloud nine and you're like okay great I can achieve everything or you're like completely below the earth and you're like okay I can't do anything in life so like having that balance of people in your life is probably very helpful I think you put it really well and um, Akshita do you have anything to add to this and I have a follow-up question to if you were on the other side where uh, someone comes up to you with an idea which you are not fully on board with, uh, how do you respond to that? Flashbacks of MBA interviews, Anna. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. So, um, all right. So, if I'll answer the second question, if someone comes to me with an idea which I'm not fully on, um, I think what generally we do is we dismiss it directly without uh, any reason, without logic, without giving the explanation that they deserve. Why have we dismissed it so easily? So, I think the simplest way is to just um, explain what was the thought process behind you to say no. Why did you, uh, why were you not supportive or why do you think you're not on board with this plan? At least that will give them the other perspective of what people might not like about it. So in a way that can also be an advantage for them. So they might see the cons of this, their idea and uh, it's not a direct. Decision. So I think that's the simplest thing you can do. 
is if you're not on board with it obviously showcase that but also give reason to it don't go along with it simply for the sake of it just saying that hey that's great without putting any thought into it if you're putting thought into it make sure you convey it i think that's what my what that my that's what i might do so, even though it's very trivial uh, slight uh, distinction from this being like an mba interview question i'm not talking <laughs> like a coworker but like a close friend or a family member where you know not being on board is going to have some sort of an impact on your relationship uh, with that person even then would this be the route or um so me as a person if i'm not bored with um, not on board with something i i want to say that i'd want to convey that i wouldn't be someone who just goes along the flow just because i'm you know i'm scared of damaging the relationship or something because if it's someone close to me i would care and i think this is circling back to one of the reasons when you're protective of someone or when mm. you don't want them to go to the wrong go through the long and the wrong route mm. so um but <laughs> yes i wouldn't know how to handle the Uh, damaging or enduring the relationship part of it generally like i'm 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 just hoping fingers crossed that the other person on the other receiving is, end is. eventually comes to uh, understands yeah. where i came um no because generally i'm the kind of person so if, if like for example i have an argument or a debate with someone about something where it's getting very heated to the extent that it is going to have an impact on my relationship with that person i will just ba- step back off like i i no argument is more valuable than that relationship of friendship for me but in this and there there's no material impact because it's just an argument but here it is i mean if i give the wrong advice that person might have further negative consequences so that is why uh, i'm not concerned diksha what are your thoughts on that if you're on the receiving end of someone's idea uh i think for me it really depends like if it's a stranger then i gently am on board because i don't spend as much time thinking about uh the negative consequences and i'm pretty encouraging uh but as akshita said like uh uh for people who are close to me um i do think about it uh, a lot and if i have to give ne- negative views i'm very very blunt about it uh i think i can definitely go about a better way of conveying uh, my displeasure because i don't think i take out that much time to explain why i disagree with them uh which is pretty detrimental to the relationship but uh, uh, i mean this discussion has definitely brought that into perspective and i that why it's important to uh, spend that time giving negative reviews as well and and i guess the packaging also matters like instead of being very blunt blunt about it like you know this is the worst idea i've heard in my life you could probably say that you know <laughs> maybe think about this or maybe you know it might work or so yeah i, I think yeah uh that makes yeah this this something called as the sbi model of i don't know if any of y'all have no. heard of it i don't even know if it's a legit thing because i uh as a leadership coach for habitat for humanity i have to teach uh, or give these kind of sessions to a lot of kids freshers or young professionals so i talk about this model called as the sbi model which is basically 
talk about the situation behavior and impact so mm. when you said packaging of how you give the feedback that's the first thing that came into my mind because that's the exact word i use for giving feedback to someone so in a way that this also fits into this particular topic yeah. wow uh, that i mean that last statement of yours i do not know half those things a what sbi model is the fact that you're a leadership coach for habitat for humanity use <laughs> full of surprises actually and yeah <laughs> yeah but i agree with everything yeah i think um i mean packaging the feedback nicely is uh is important because you walk them through the entire thought process rather than just the conclusion because uh there might be things like in your sbi example they probably were not thinking about the situation as much or the behavior and just looking at the impact and they had a more uh optimistic or utopian view of what they were looking at so also yeah. when you talk about like when you actually give the feedback properly there might be aspects that you yourself would have not understood that well and then there's this is easy way of communication both ways so it makes it much easier to give and to take advice in both ways oh that is that is also very very true in fact uh, in the past 3 4 years uh, whenever i have needed advice from people i tell them i'm looking to do this what are your thoughts on it and they'd be like no don't do it or they'll give like a lukewarm response and then i'll give them more details and i'll give them my thinking and then they'll always be like okay fine what you're saying is yeah I, I, we're on board so you're also right because if you are looking for advice on a topic you've probably spent more hours thinking about it and looked at it from multiple points of view whereas if you just sprung it up on them like if i ask you for advice about something right now in this conversation you wouldn't have gotten that much time to think about it from all those perspectives so whatever perspective comes to your mind first you think about it from that perspective and then give advice based on that i think that's really interesting because then you can also see who is actually interested in giving you advice like if somebody is just like oh yes or no uh versus somebody who is like okay but what is this about or what is that about somebody who's actually follow having follow up questions and is trying to understand it is probably going to give you better advice than somebody who just says yes or no yeah so i think it's very important as i think what diksha said to understand who are the right people to take advice from who are actually interested in your well-being or your in supporting your ventures and not just anyone who might just give a yes or no answer without thought yeah that is very true like so for my startup's launch a soft launch last week um i sent out like the landing website to a lot of people um both of you included and um, i received varying detailed like the responses that i received were in varying amount of details some people wrote like 3 4 page essays some people wrote a few lines uh so some people went ahead and took screenshots and then annotated them and then sent them back so uh yeah now <laughs> I, i'm not sure if like the level of detail that they responded back was also the is directly proportional to the amount of time they spent but that was very interesting for me to see because uh some people that i would have barely had any conversation with at all sent out those 3 4 page essays and other people who i'm very close to did not write as much so uh <laughs> yeah that's just an observation i i, I don't know like it, it's not enough information to draw conclusions from it but that was yeah in line with what you said interesting i feel like i was one of the people who who gave like one liner responses <laughs> but i gave my justification for that okay <laughs> like gave my justification for that so yeah no but you you gave me actionable that one point was actionable uh 
feedback it Hopefully. wasn't like oh, it's nice <laughs> thumbs up best of luck that's it more <laughs> than that so, um, it was still valued <laughs> cool yeah thanks <laughs> cool so anand would you like to summarize some up what uh, pointers you discussed yeah um so we started by talking about our experiences with uh, uh when we've reached out to people for some advice or an idea um uh, examples like for, uh, of people close to us have been not as supportive whereas others might have been supportive or people close to us have i mean not unsupportive but not as actively or as strongly supportive as you would have expected so that was um dikesh dad in her example of wanting to go to the military camp or you and your friends uh hearing start business or me with my sister's decision to switch careers and then we talked about why that is so one of the first reasons is that people generally project themselves so like in my example uh i was projecting myself on my sister and it was not something that i would do uh to me it seemed very risky but she's a different she's her own person and she's more passionate about it so i should have thought about it from her perspective the second thing is like dikesh mentioned was uh people are very protective of us so rather than looking at the upside they look at the downside more and uh maybe that's because they have material like they will have to bear with the downside so for example if uh our parents invest in our startup and it tanks then they'll have uh both monetary impact they lose that money and also they'll have to pick up the pieces in terms of emotionally uh picking us up so that is one of the reasons why um and um, then what else uh third reason was especially with people more of our age who are kind of like our direct competitors our friends from class similar age uh they feel uh envious some level of envious and jealousy envy and jealousy and because of which they don't want to support um their friends and was there a fourth reason that i'm forgetting um i mentioned taking them for granted yeah, yeah and if it's your friend so so i think when you're talking about that I, there's a idiom in hindi which which says ghar ki murgi dal barabar which in english translates to uh the chicken at home is equivalent to uh, a grain of pulse which means that uh, you know you value the same thing less if it's uh, you know friends or family at home rather than like even if it's a piece of advice if it comes from someone from outside you probably value it more than if someone from your family uh, so that's that. such a perfect way to describe it i didn't <laughs> even think of it but now that you said it it's perfect <laughs> yeah so so those were the reasons why now in terms of tackling it the first question so we had a discussion on if you should choose between someone who knows you well versus someone who knows the subject matter well you kind of do fifth kind of balance it out more diksha would slightly overweigh the sme whereas akshita would overweigh the uh, person that knows her better i would go to the sme first get that information and tell the person who knows me better and then ask them for advice but basically you have to go to both you can't you know just rely completely on one person's advice and and then there's this discussion on um, who's advice to take more um, Uh, to heart or value more if someone is putting in more effort to uh, give you advice then probably that person is more invested so accept their advice more and then also if you are on the receiving end of an idea and you have to give feedback then make sure to package don't uh, be supportive of it even if you disagree with it uh, just because you don't want to uh, jeopardize the relationship you ha- you should tell them that you disagree with it and walk them through your entire thought process Uh, using the SBI model, is that right? 
situation behavior and impact and also package it nicely so instead of just bluntly saying this is the worst absolute worst idea in the world maybe try to you know sugarcoat it a little bit and uh, yeah i think that that wraps up everything else do you guys have no that was good anand all right so then let's move on to the next segment of the podcast which is the funny or insightful incident of the week uh would either of you ladies like to go first okay i don't have a funny or insightful event but i do have a quote which i just recently uh, saw or read and if i think it's very common everyone would have seen it somewhere on their instagram or some linkedin quote but uh, for some reason it it actually so quotes generally you read them and then you just walk over them because mm-hmm. you don't really feel it but this one i actually felt so um, it goes um a person who is always living in the past is going to be depressed a person who's always living mm. in the future is always going to be anxious and only a person who's living in the present can truly be free and happy and that is so true i mean that that's basically my entire existence <laughs> whenever i'm looking forward to something in the future or planning for the future or anything whether it is studies academics or uh, friends trips anything i'm always waiting i'm always anxious for something to happen uh if mm. i'm think stress stress like yes that's the way i'm not you uh if i'm thinking uh, about something from the past or just like regretting something from the past or obsessing over something that happened in the past or anything i'm always uh oh why does this happen or why did i see this or etc etc i mean it can vary from small things to big things mm-hmm. and it's so true mm-hmm. and i don't think i'm the kind of person mm-hmm. who's who can live in the present because that requires you to give up so much uh, the people who truly live in the present they don't save up for family and kids they don't think that okay i have to do mm-hmm. a mba 3 years down the line so that i can have a stable job <laughs> they don't uh, yeah. yeah i mean and it's good for them because i mean at that point they are doing what they want to do and when that changes they'll go do the next thing that they want to do and that's really cool exactly. so yeah that was my uh, week, the highlight of the week when it comes to quotes <laughs> <laughs> no we we i think that was very insightful thank you for sharing and i agree with you on that like for example we spend most of our lives working on the big picture big brush strokes of our lives so again i think i mentioned this on our second episode also your education your career your uh, maybe even your travels that you post on social media but you don't live in those big brush strokes you live in like a 24 hour day you live every hour you live every second so if you're always planning for those big picture strokes you will never get to enjoy the second the minute the hour that you're living and uh, i i'm trying to imbibe that i've had that as my so there's a quote which says your life is a picture but you live in a pixel i have that as my phone wallpaper hey, that's a nice one that's very complimentary to this one actually <laughs> yes 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 uh, that's what i try to remind myself but it's obviously easier said than done. okay uh disha what is your uh, funny or insightful of week slash month uh week slash month i think i would have more in the month i don't think i have funny but i had a great february um my fr- some of my friends were visiting you visited um yes, yes. <laughs> uh, 
it was great meeting you um and uh basically i had a great time in february just partying a lot uh so <laughs> that was great uh no particular incident stands out other than my birthday but uh hey that's the event of the year for me <laughs> uh yeah your birthday was very nice uh very um it was also the first time i met you and a few other people and got an opportunity to interact with all of you get to know you people better um yeah i think it was and uh it also made me realize the importance of meeting in person like for the past year slightly over a year we've my social life like i've been talking about literally every single episode has been just you know virtually meeting people on zoom and uh, at a point i i was convinced that you know there's no difference between zoom and meeting in person but that is truly not the case there's so much uh, difference there's so much nuance when you meet people in person and you know even if it's just small gestures or shaking hands i don't know I, i feel like you just feel more connected than you could ever with as many hours of zoom calls um so yeah <laughs> anak do you I, feel that uh, someone that you really liked uh, talking to virtually and then when you meet them it's you don't like them or the other way someone who you really don't like talking to or like you've not enjoyed the company while talking to them virtually and then you meet them and it's a completely different uh, person altogether do you think that's something that has happened to you or that's something that's possible because that's what this entire work from home and the online study module of it the online networking module i think these are the feedbacks that i'm getting that you never understand someone completely until like you have both these aspects i i disagree with that actually like if i have to like for example you even our uh, friendship relationship has been entirely virtual we've never met I, but it's yeah. not like it's not like if i'm going to meet you and like in an hour i'm trying to decide no i hate this woman i don't want to do more episodes <laughs> with her uh, or <laughs> or if i've you know talked with people right now and ne- from a networking standpoint and i found them to be douchey um, or arrogant if i meet them that's going to change but it's just the strength of the connection is weaker like i feel like if uh, even though we've been talking more frequently because of the podcast and in general we've been uh, interacting on a very regular basis um i feel over zoom i feel like if we were doing that in person it would have been an additional layer even when we eventually meet that is going to be uh making a difference uh, at least that's what i feel at this moment but good <laughs> so now i have to bully you to come to bangalore <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I have to come uh, get my medical. Bullying is the word I'm going to use. <laughs> okay, Anag, you have to come now. <laughs> but but what is the point of my coming to Bangalore right now? Actually, you're not in Bangalore. I'll have to come to Goa. Oh, no, 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 no. We have we have decided Goa. So you come only. I'm telling you, take all the. Ah, uh, you come, Kadiksha. You. I think you should go to Delhi. Get all the Delhi people and come to uh, Goa. I think that's going to be a fun <laughs> thing. <laughs> I came for that. Uh, <laughs> Anak, now it's all on you. <laughs> all right. Fresh. <laughs> and actually, you have never been to Delhi, so you and you both of you should. I've to told. I've told Anak like when he comes to Bangalore, like finish all the work. I'm going to show him around the city around, and then I'm going to go back with him to Delhi, and then we're going to meet like the Delhi people. So yeah, uh, that's the plan. I think that's a solid plan. Okay. Yes. <laughs> all right. I think. Um, 
that is it uh, for today's episode um thank you so much deeksha for joining us uh it was uh, it was an amazing conversation and there were multiple moments during this conversation where i was like oh wow this makes a lot of sense and like you know if this was probably a japanese tv show there would be a light bulb emoji on top of my head <laughs> uh, so thank you for that uh, i really enjoyed our conversation today and like always thank you akshita for joining in uh, making it much fun and then thank you to the 6.73 people that are listening to our episode today <laughs> i uh, like how you track it as <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's because of you guys uh, that we uh, you know continue to turn our new episode and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one um, we release new episode 9 a.m est 7 30 p.m indian standard time uh, thank you thanks thanks anand thank you so much diksha it was also as anand said amazing having you and i think what he said the best conversations are when you actually have to think and reflect on it so uh, hearing a lot of your stories and insights made me do that so thanks a lot you same here your uh, you guys had amazing points i um listening to like this topic in more detail like we think about it all the time but actually discussing it uh in you know such an open platform was amazing so diksha how was your experience being on a podcast or on the wide coordinate podcast i was very nervous but you guys are amazing i think it's like the same thing like when the first time you texted right that we should talk I, my first thought was oh my god this guy is so smart why does he want to talk to me <laughs> like why <laughs> would you want where is this coming from exact that's the exact what i had when anand was like do you want to know what happened with me why me i was so but then i'm so yeah 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 <laughs> when you when uh, when you guys asked me i was like why me like there are so many other smart people why are you asking me but like coming here talking to you guys it was great adiksha uh, i disagree with your statement i don't think uh, that other people are smart i think like from my adiksha akshita's perspective you are one of the smart people that is why we <laughs> yeah so <laughs> I think you are suffering from a massive dose of imposter syndrome if you think like that. Yeah. <laughs> But no, hey, wasn't that one of the first recommended yeah. uh, topics? Yeah, it yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> Now it makes sense. <laughs> um but uh Yeah I mean today's conversation was extremely smooth and fluid maybe I, I don't know if it is because we're doing it at 6 p.m. Uh, 6:30 p.m. when you start time sort of Yeah gently. this is the this is the earliest we've ever done a podcast which is very interesting But, uh, <laughs> or I think it is also because of Deeksha like Yeah I think it's because of Deeksha she made it so <laughs> so easy to converse yeah. yeah I mean if you were to do it at 10 I would be asleep so probably <laughs> Yeah, like mid 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 ko podcast will be Tisha. Hello, please wake up. Do not snore on the podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, this was fun. All right, I'm going to stop recording now. <laughs>